HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's show is brought to you by Hearst Ranch Grass-Fed Beef, available on the internet at hearstranch.com. Listening to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and we're here at Roberta's as usual, on the home of Heritage. And today we are joined by a guest who is an expert on all sorts of Asian cooking. Uh, she has written numerous cookbooks. Um, uh, I have one of them at home uh, and <laughs> for William Sonoma, a couple of, uh, a few, three, three Asian cookbooks for William Sonoma. That's right. And uh, she also is the founder of Farina's Asian Pantry and a brand new app of the same name. So welcome to the show, Farina Wong Kingsley. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks for making it here all the way from Singapore just for my show. Hey, I have to come here to try the pizza at least. <laughs> oh, fine. Right. So uh, you're a veteran cookbook author, and this is your first app, correct? Correct. And it's, it's a brand new uh, I mean, material, it's, it's a lot of videos, too, which is exciting. Um, but it's also on the subject of Asian food. Exactly. Uh, how, how did you decide to make an app after doing so many cookbooks? Were you just bored with it? or No, I felt that it was really in order to sort of, you know, follow the times. I really mm -hmm. had to become, you know, accessible online. And um, I finally had gotten myself an iPhone. I, you know, saw all these crazy apps. And I was thinking... This has to be a way of putting cookbooks, mm -hmm. you know, on an app. And I thought the next project would be writing a cookbook, but have it on the app and be accessible and to be able to be sort of the a 3D version where you could see the videos, where you could have a glossary and uh, to have it really approachable. Mm -hmm. So you use apps for cooking. Absolutely. Yeah. What, mm -hmm. What's one of your favorite cookbooks that's in an app form? Um, you know what? I think right now it's, you know, I'm thinking Jamie Oliver is one of the ones I actually follow. And mm -hmm. I, I know he doesn't actually have a cookbook on the app, but he uses his app 
just like a cookbook. So I really, you know, wanted to follow that fashion gotcha. of basically having all the information accessible, being able to shop from it, take it to the market, do your grocery list, um, and to be able to cook from the app itself. Mm-hmm. And the videos are great, too. Have you done TV before? Because you're so natural. <laughs> Like, um, you know, I haven't. I've taught cooking really? for around 12 years, so I think standing in front of a crowd is, has been, you know, normal standing there. You enunciate your words and uh, really trying to get the point across about Asian food. I, I was at my parents' yesterday for Father's Day. My mom was watching. She's like, wow, is she on TV? Like... She's Aww. like the Asian Martha Stewart. <laughs> that's I don't great. know if that's a good thing. I'm sorry. But uh, I think that was a, definitely a compliment. Um, but yeah, you know, in addition to the recipes that you, that you demonstrate in the videos, there's a lot of fun stuff like techniques, um, how, to, how to smash lemongrass, uh, and prepping palm sugar. Uh-huh. Like a lot of really specific things in addition to, you know, Thai mango, beef salad, salt and pepper prawns, steaming rice. You know, right. It's a, it's a mixed bag. So The whole idea yeah. is to really um, to, to bring home the way to prepare Asian cuisines, whether it be Chinese, Southeast Asian, Japanese, or Korean, um, to be able to cook it at home. Say you tried a recipe in a, in a restaurant and said, you know, I really want to learn how to do pad thai. Well, mm-hmm. how do I do it? Mm -hmm. So you learn about the technique of preparing, say, lemongrass for the dish, um, making a curry paste, whatever it might be. The whole idea is to be able to see it visually, look at the recipe, and to be able to follow it from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And you've taught a lot of classes, too. So is this... um were these like common questions that you would get from from folks who who are new to cooking Asian foods? Exactly so. Yeah. I mean, I basically tried to answer the questions that a home cook would ask and say, "Look, I cook at home, but I don't really know much about Asian cooking. What do I need to know?" Mm-hmm. So it's it's learning the basics of prepping, storage techniques, um, and and the ingredients to be mm-hmm. able to to say, you know, what ingredients should I have in my pantry right. in order to make this sort of part of my cooking repertoire. Right, and there's a pantry essentials, too. And I'm looking at a wonderful kit that Farina actually brought me. And Wow, there's a lot of stuff in there, so very exciting. Um, so I feel like Asian food is really, um, in restaurants at least, mm-hmm. have grown more and more popular lately, and uh, especially with a lot of um, sort of fusion-inspired mm-hmm. trends, like the Momofuku restaurants, and you know, there's a huge ramen trend just in general. Exactly. Um, do you think that this has been contributing to a better sense of, or just a more of an interest of how to cook these Asian foods? You know, it, I don't see Asian food as a trend. I mean, really, mm-hmm. what we're we're seeing now is finally um, cuisines that are really part of everyday cooking. And people love the flavors. It's healthy, um, and it's becoming more approachable. They don't see it as takeout food anymore. Um, and I really think that people see it as, okay, I can get these ingredients in most markets now. Um, it's becoming more familiar. You know, bok choy is really, it's not, it's like becoming a spinach. You know, it's no longer, you know, a foreign Asian vegetable. Um, and they're finding ways to prepare from soups to, to salads and learning how to use things from uh, fish sauce and uh, different types of soys, being able to identify the difference mm-hmm. and um, to make it more flavorful, to make your food more flavorful. Yeah. So what what do you think is like the trickiest like thing for for those who haven't grown up cooking mm-hmm. Asian food to to wrap their heads around? You know what I think it is is just identifying the flavors to oh, know what okay. it tastes like first, uh-huh. um, and to 
And to be able to slowly add it to your dish, so that you're making a vinaigrette, say a lime vinaigrette, and you want to add a little bit of uh, spiciness or saltiness to it, maybe you try a little bit of fish sauce added to it, um, and uh, maybe adding some sriracha, some chili sauce to it, mm-hmm. and, and just experimenting. I think one thing about Asian food, it's very forgiving. You yeah. know, so you're you're able to you know grate a little ginger or you know add some you know chopped lemongrass or some palm sugar to to make it sweet. There really is no right way or wrong way, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. the important part is you know start off some staple recipes and then from there experiment. Were there any recipes that you like just didn't get much of a traction for that like are, were there any like ingredients in particular that were like hang-ups because I I find that Mm -hmm. tofu is really hard sell (laughs) for some people and I love it but it's just one of those things it's just too different for a lot of people if they I think you're right a lot no I think you're right it's funny because in my in my app I've I've included some tofu recipes Mm -hmm. um that have different textural qualities to them, and there are ways of using them that a lot of people don't think about using it. So if they experiment with it, they realize, hey, you know, this tastes great. Yeah. And also allowing people to substitute. Like, I don't like tofu. Okay, so what else do you use? Mm-hmm. You know, there are all these different options. So the whole idea is to not uh, handcuff yourself to, you know, any particular way. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do I find on the market that's fresh? How can I use it? Right, right. And, um, and just play. And there's a great like picture of a fried tofu mm. cubes. Yeah, here. it's a great Thai um, Thai fried tofu salad. That's really actually really simple, and also it sort of allows people to do the technique of sort of flash frying without right. being sort of petrified. Okay, of, yeah. uh, doing it at that's home. That's the American way. Just fry anything, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, so you're half Chinese. Correct? I am. I'm I'm Cantonese um, on my father's side, and mm-hmm. uh, and Scottish from my mother's side. Go Hoppas. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, did you find that you had a good perspective about what's what's uh, what what both palettes kind of um, what the differences are and so forth, and how to bridge them? Uh, absolutely. I, mean, I was pretty much raised in a really traditional Chinese family, so. Asian food was actually more predominant. But did go- you play piano? Of course I did. Yes. Practiced two hours every yes. day. And that's why I hate it now. Oh, really? I always hated it, but then I came back to piano. You know, it's like, funny. I'm thinking on. about taking lessons again. Really? Okay. <laughs> Got to polish up the fur release. Yeah. yeah, Tiger Mama definitely existed <clears throat> in my side yeah. of the family. But, um, yeah, I think with food, it's, um, it's basically having the, the palate. I, I was yeah. fortunate enough to be, to have created a, a more global palette where I l- learned about Asian ingredients early on. You know, and as a result, I sort of teach my kids. I have, you know, two young girls now who eat Asian. Mm-hmm. And um, th- they either eat rice or noodles every night. Really? <laughs> they do. That's great. Well, they live also in Singapore, yes. too. So mm-hmm. that must be really fun uh mix of cultures to kind of show them to. I know you, you get to travel, too, yeah. all around. Yeah, we, um, we've we really chosen to, to live in Asia um, at this point in our lives, really for our work and also for, you know, giving our, our kids a, a more global education. Right. Yeah. Um, and whether it be food or travel or really friendships that they're creating, it's it's been a wonderful experience. That's so exciting. Yeah. I really want to go to Singapore. Are Come you going to write over. a cookbook on Singapore uh, cuisine next? You know, I, I would love to. I yeah. right now incorporate a lot of sort of Singaporean dishes oh, okay. in my app, mm-hmm. but um, that's definitely something to think about. Oh, I wanted to ask why um, uh, did you, and I know your cookbooks are this way too, but mm-hmm. um, did you ever like want to do individual cuisines or like 
were you always just kind of tied to the all Asian sort of a you know I've been tied to the all Asian theme because you know I feel a lot of people you know instead of just cooking say Vietnamese or just cooking regional Chinese Mm -hmm. I've learned to sort of mix dishes like when when I prepare food at home sometimes I feel like uh, you know doing a uh, Vietnamese style dish but doing a you know Chinese stir fry that goes along with it. Now, I think Asian food mixes very well together. So I really so you didn't want to... Do your own blend of fusion. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, I keep it fairly simple. I'm pretty much a purist when it comes to, to cooking, but um, the important part is just the, the main ingredients are fresh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then the rest is, is sort of seasoning. Well, I guess that might answer my next question, but what do you mm-hmm. think of, like, fusion Asian, Asian fusion restaurants... Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say in general. But. It's hard to say. I mean, it's I've seen the range, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it I feel tends to muddy the food. There's just too much going on in one particular dish. Mm-hmm. Um, per- personally, I like to see things a little bit more simplified. So, if you do any type of Chinese influence, it would be maybe a light soy based, mm-hmm. um, using a, a Chinese vegetable or using a, just a really nice cut of pork, whatever it might might be. But the technique could be. You know, steaming. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I like to see things that are just not overdone, not too many layers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to get to the food. Yeah, really. exactly. <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's masking it when you do yeah, too much. Yeah, it's a little showy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I get this a lot. How do you steam rice? It's funny, you know. I do I too. Get a lot. Can you do it on a stovetop? Yes, you can. And in your video, you demonstrate that on a stovetop, right? Yeah, in a regular pot with a lid. Absolutely. I mean, you can yeah. cook rice in many ways, and you know, it's funny. I don't measure, and I've always, you know, been Done this the finger, finger trick. trick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that is basically. Um, uh, <laughs> sounds. A little off, but uh, <laughs> I was like, just say, what did we just say? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's very um it's. It's very kosher. Uh, so you just um, fill uh, fill the rice um, with enough water to cover when you s- cover um, on top of the rice. Mm-hmm. It's really it's <laughs> one digit. It. If you if you touch the top layer of the rice, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. put one digit more <laughs> of water yes. on top of that. I was going to say the the water level should reach up to like in between your first and second knuckle. Uh-uh. <laughs> Watch the video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is why your videos are so important, because this sounds ridiculous. All right. Um, okay, we're going to cut to a quick little musical interlude, and I'm going to rummage through this basket, and we'll be right back with Freena Wonking. Like, okay. See ya.
you're listening to Bonnie Girl by Adobayande, also known as The Young Summers. grass-fed beef pasture raised on 150,000 acres in Central California Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef free-range, sustainably produced humane Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef the authentic flavor of the American West We're back on Let's Eat In with Farina Wong Kingsley. We're just getting a little pizza fix, not the most Asian. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe now that um, now that we know that experimenting with all sorts of stuff in your kitchen is okay, we can uh, we could throw some sriracha on there. You know, I was about to say we should do an Asian style pizza. Yeah, I actually had an Asian pizza night one one night. Did I you? had this I had this supper club called the Hapa Kitchen, <laughs> and. Um, Let's see, we did one with gado gado sauce, mm-hmm. like an Indonesian. Mm-hmm. Did one, one with like a Thai peanut and chicken. Um, and I you did remember Chinese so lapchung sausage. Oh, one. that'd be yeah. great. Mm-hmm. It's good. Thai basil. Are you doing any type of cheese on these pizzas? Um, not for the gado, not mm-hmm. for the peanut. Um, I think we did it for the lapchung, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, lapchung sausage is, is, is so universal, I think, because it's just a dry cured. Um, sweet tasting Chinese sausage. They look a little wrinkly. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually come in like th- they're kind of skinny too. Right, and they um, really they last forever. I usually, <laughs> I mean, they um, I keep them in my freezer all the time. Mm-hmm. And you really use for making fried rice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do a great sort of one pot rice dish where you you steam it in a rice cooker with yum. dried black mushrooms and oh yum. Um, Is it a sticky rice? Too? You can use a sticky yeah. rice exactly, and you just let the lap chung infuse the flavor of the rice. Mm. Oh, I love it. And you can also use that stuff to chop up finely in flavor, um, like maybe inside, uh, I don't know, something else. Something, maybe a dumpling. Oh, absolutely. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love your dumpling recipes. You made it look so easy to fold the um, the shumai around just just so and um, just perfectly. I mean, it's it's really like... I like how you said it's very forgiving because a lot of people are afraid, oh, if it doesn't look the way it comes out in like the fanciest right, restaurants right. and the fanciest presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, if it sticks together and it holds in the, the filling, you're, you're okay. No, you're totally <laughs> right. I think, you know, what's great about, you know, dumplings, which are, you know, extremely popular these days, is you can buy the wonton skins in most markets. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and make any type of filling, whether it be vegetarian or, or meat-based, and really make any type of filling, and it freezes so mm-hmm. well. I mean, you can make these dumplings and even have, like, a dumpling party. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, freeze it on a sheet tray, and anytime you want it, you pop it in a steamer, or you can flash fry, or do whatever you want with it. One of my favorite types of parties ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but do you ever make your own uh, dumpling dough? Like you know what? Roll it out. It's so tedious. It is know. tedious. You know, yeah. my feeling is there are too many great dim sum restaurants and restaurants that are just doing, um, you know, the little Shanghainese dumpling now and Shalombao. Yeah, yeah. Shalombao. It's my feeling is that I'd rather go out and eat it and spend yeah. more time, you know, chatting with my friends yeah. or family. Leave it to the dumpling masters. Yeah, yeah, no question. But you know, just to do experiment and just to play at home, the wonton skins are, you know, second mm-hmm. best. Right. Um, so, what else would you? Uh, suggest are like the basic or what would you suggest are like the basic pantry staples to mm-hmm. get started um, for usually if you want to do Chinese or Southeast Asian I usually have a, like a lighter dark soy mm-hmm. and which uh, one do I need you know yeah. it, there are a couple of brands um, I try to use something like uh, Pearl River mm-hmm. uh, Superior Soy um, actually Lee Kum Ki also does a really good line. Uh, their their high end lines of light and dark soy are also good. I would just probably not recommend something like Kikoman, which is ends up being a little bit too sweet. Oh really? I mean, I, I think a lot That's of people a Japanese one. Yeah, yeah. So it may not be appropriate for for Chinese regional or Southeast Asian cooking. Um, but for light and dark soy, there's really is a big difference. Yeah. So um, to be able to have those two on hand are always good. Rice vinegars, um, sesame oil, fish sauce is always good. Does the what type of fish sauce? Because um, there's so many different types. No, I, I know heard that you need to have one with like Thai letters, or else <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's probably not fish sauce. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it really depends. I mean, de- depending on whether it's Vietnamese or Thai cooking that you prepare, um, I tend to use Tiparos, the brand that mm-hmm. um, more is across the board. But usually, Vietnamese fish sauce tends to be a little bit saltier. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I usually use Tiparos and. And uh, refrigerate it because it continues to ferment and oh, get a little whoa. saltier. Okay. Yeah. So they're, depending on some of the um, ingredients, some of them need to be refrigerated once you open it, but most are shelf-stable in okay. your pantry. So just sauces. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do that. Yeah. Sauces, dried noodles, I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest is really just fresh ingredients that you would purchase according to what you feel like preparing that day. Bok choy. Mm-hmm. Bok choy is always good. I mean, there's so many different types of leafy greens that are available. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it be seafood or, you know, going vegetarian, I mean, there's so many options. I mm-hmm. mean, really, it's just the base that you want to work from. What is your ultimate favorite, like, comfort food? From Oh, gosh. So many. I mean, I'm a dumpling hound, so I love <laughs> dumplings and noodles. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right now, I'm really into ramen. I mean, in Singapore, at least, there's ramen shops really? popping up nice. everywhere. It's like <laughs> it's a, a global f- thing. Yeah, it's a major craze right now. So it's really learning about the different broths. And what I'm trying to develop right now is a broth that doesn't take four to six hours to make and, <laughs> and taste decent. Good luck with that. I know. <laughs> so what is, uh, I have to ask everyone on the mm. show this question, uh, what would you say is the ultimate date meal? And it doesn't have to be Asian, but, uh, you know, whatever, in your opinion. You know, I've been married for 12 years, so date yeah. meal date meal usually means going out. But um, f- if I had to prepare a date meal at home, it would probably be something like a um, beef and mango salad. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, so it'd be Thai-inspired. Um, you can do quick sort of pan fry of, of a great, say, ribeye, or you can even grill it. 
mm-hmm. and then you just toss it with some fresh mangoes uh, and make a sort of a, like a light lime vinaigrette that goes with it and mix it up with a bunch of aromatics like uh, Thai basil, mm-hmm. cilantro, um, maybe a little peanuts or coconut on top. And Sounds very colorful. Yeah, I mean, it's a one-dish meal, and it's mm-hmm. easy, and it's not going to be something that you can get yourself dirty with. Yeah. Fresh, fresh, yeah, perfect for summertime right now. Would you put some like uh, greens throughout there, or this, this just the mango and that goat? I think I just know. it'd be more like a composed salad. I so your so. greens would be could be the bed, mm-hmm. and um, everything else is you know you just toss together and it can sit and still look pretty. Did you get to try that when you were in Thailand? You know I have, and yeah. it's tasty, so tasty. And they do it with you know squid, and mm-hmm. that's what's great about this salad is that you can do anything. You can do yeah. seafood, shrimp of any you know any kind, beef. Do you have the uh, green papaya salad in Europe? Absolutely. Somewhere? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. I find it hard to find green papayas sometimes. It is hard to find. Yeah. And uh, another option I is... I tried it once with a non-green papaya, and it was a juicy mess. No, you can't, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was sort of underripe. I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's a different animal, no question. Yeah. I mean, you could also try green mango. I don't know if that's as easily um, available. You know, what it comes down to is I've even done just jicama, jicama. carrots, okay. you know, something that's going to withstand that. And you can even shred some cucumber Mm-hmm. Um, Kohlrabi, maybe? Absolutely. Something that's going to withstand the, yeah, the marination. Yeah, something to shred. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to try that next time. Yeah. Flexi- you know, the key, flexibility. you right. you got to, you know, find what works for you. Cool. So uh, this is your first stop, and um, I'm really excited. Uh, there's, there's so many videos. I haven't seen uh, all of them yet. Are you planning on doing this from now on instead of cookbooks, or you know, I might. Yeah, I might. I mean, I have to say that this is—it's um, a bug right now. It's mm-hmm. for me. It's it's being able to do more videos to 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 really show people, you know, mm-hmm. more techniques, um, and also when you have it visual, mm-hmm. I really feel that people get it more. Right. You know, totally. they feel it's much more accessible. I mean, you can read about things and you can watch demos and things like that, but it, what it comes right down to is it's it'd be better for people to feel that they can do it at home. You know, stop the video, rewind, yeah. start again. Um, it just gives more leeway. Definitely. Very exciting. So, do you think cookbooks are dead or print is dead? No. I mean, no matter <laughs> what, I mean, I enjoy just reading cookbooks at home all the time. I just personally don't cook from a cookbook, actually, but oh, I yeah. might... You know, pull it, it up online in the way of kitchen stuff, me's or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. mean, even for I mean, shopping, I end up taking my app or taking apps and just mm-hmm. pulling yeah, ingredients from it. You don't even have to take it with you since you already have a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is the what is like the best like intro recipe? Um, I guess they're all they're all pretty. You know, one of my make, favorite like, intro recipes, especially mm-hmm. for this time of the year, because I saw some great um, uh, pomelo. At the market. Oh, that big grapefruit uh-huh. thing? Okay. So if you can't find pomelo, which is that large sort of uh, sweet and sour grapefruit, you can mm-hmm. always just do red grapefruit. Mm-hmm. But a grapefruit and shrimp salad um, is really nice. It's just easily poached shrimp and then um, peel and toss and, and make a really light lime vinaigrette with it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That sounds really exciting mm-hmm. and fresh and colorful. Yeah, too. very much so. Why does, why does Asian food get a bad rap for being all fried and greasy? Yeah, I don't, I don't either. We need to re-educate. Well, that's exactly what you're doing. So thank you very much for that. And this cover is just to be sure: uh, Chinese, Thai, Korean, Japanese, Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Singapore. Yep. 
Indian? So I'm going to well, actually, that's the next step. Okay. So you're talking about a whole different world yeah, of South, cooking out yeah. there. So, but absolutely, South I'm getting Asian? requests for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you've been there too. Yes. Right? Yes. You've, you've studied in, in schools and throughout Asia, it sounds like. Yes. And um, I think it's just learning, incorporating from my own experience and, mm-hmm. and seeing what flavors really appeal to people and, and try to put it on print and put it in the app. It sounds like you're very world traveled. How do you get? How do you sit down and and do this app? Or you know, a lot of it's on the plane, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It really for me, it's it's constant information. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, jotting down notes, taking photos. Right. And um, how long did it take to create this app? Uh, I would say it took a good year. A good year. So was that longer and shorter than your previous book project? Um, it was a little bit longer, only because yeah. you know this was my first, and to do the video work and. And to put it all together and have an app team to, to put everything together. But I hope for futures for uh, future apps and uploading. Now that you've got, got the be much quicker program down. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to see what else you come up with. And um, this is a really exciting app. Do check it out at farinakingsley.com. And it's called Farina's Asian Pantry, Demystifying Asian Cuisine. You can also get one of these wonderful kits for the pantry that I'm looking at right now. And I can't wait to start using it. It even has... Uh, what's it called? Sichuan peppercorns. So thank you again for that. For sure. Thanks, really Kat. So it's been um, a lot of fun being uh, on Let's Eat In today with Farina Wong Kingsley. Thanks, everyone at Heritage. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on HeritageRadioNetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. You know what?